everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. So 2022 is going to be a really big year for Governor Gretchen Whitmer's administration. We are entering the third year of the COVID-19 pandemic, a public health crisis that has shaped just about every aspect of the governor's tenure since early 2020. And it's an election year for the governor and for the state legislature, which will further complicate efforts to pass major pieces of legislation. Governor Gretchen Whitmer joins us now to talk about all of it. Governor, Happy New Year and welcome back to Detroit Today. Happy New Year, Stephen. I'm glad to be with you. Yeah. So let's start here. Things look, at least from a statistical standpoint, as bad as maybe they have ever been during the pandemic for us here in Michigan. Um, I I just want to give you a couple minutes to talk about where you think we are, what maybe you think we're not doing that we should be doing, uh, and when you think the tide may turn. It it seems like this whole thing goes in fits and starts. We get a few steps ahead, and then something yanks us back. Right now, it's Omicron, but, uh, but as I said, the stats really, I think, have us all very concerned. Yeah, I, I, I think we all should be concerned. You know, this is uh, a moment none of us want to be in, right? I think when we disagree and don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, the one universal truth is none of us wants to be talking about COVID anymore. And yet it's still a very real part of our lives. I think we all thought by this point it would be behind us. And we know that viruses mutate. I don't think any one of us would have predicted that it would continue to be so serious at this juncture, but that's where we are. And that's why I think it's really important people know this, this variant is so easy to catch. And the, the, I think part of perspective right now that's important is it's not as, uh, can't, cannot be as intense for people, especially if you're vaccinated and boosted. And that's why availing ourselves of these vaccines Getting the booster as soon as you're eligible to do that is the best way to stay out of the hospital. In the early days of COVID, the message was avoid catching this virus. Do everything you can. And that's why we, you know, stayed in our home. Now it is recognizing at some point we're going to come into contact with us. Have we done everything we can to keep ourselves alive and keep ourselves out of the hospital? And that's by being boosted. Mm. We know that this particular variant appears to um, move quickly, and we anticipate it's going to be a tough four to six weeks ahead. It could be longer. We don't know for sure, but um, we've got to we've got to each do our part to stay out of the hospital and to stay safe. And um, I mean, mask wearing it means pulling back from social engagements, and it means um, getting vaccinated and boosted. So uh, I'm listening to you talk, and I guess one of the things I'm hearing is maybe that you have backed away entirely from the idea of statewide action that would keep people apart, that would mandate uh, things like masks, um, the things that we were doing in 2020 to stay away from each other. Have you given up on those altogether? 
I would never say we've given up on anything. We are moving forward. We are educating. We are ensuring that people have access to vaccines and to um, monoclonal antibodies to stay out of the hospital. We'll continue to do that work. But where we were, uh, you know, almost two years ago was confronting a virus we knew nothing about. We didn't know how it spread. We certainly didn't have vaccines. We're in a very different position now. Every person has the tool to avail themselves of to stay safe. Now, some can't do it, right? Some people are immunocompromised. Some people are on the front line, like our nurses and doctors and respiratory therapists and our teachers who are exposed every day. And that's why as a community, as a society, when each of us does our part, it inerts the collective good. And that's why um, we're, we're relying and, and pushing and encouraging people to, to do their part. We've all got to get through this together. And using those blunt tools that we had to use in the early days um, aren't the ways to get the unvaccinated vaccinated at this juncture. And that's, that's really what our focus needs to be. When you look at our hospitals and you see largely who is filling those beds and compromising all of our health, it's largely the unvaccinated. And that's where our efforts really need to be focused. So uh, let's talk about hospitals. Uh, Beaumont here in Southeast Michigan sent out a massive email blast last night that says, we are at a breaking point. Uh, what, what measures do you have to consider as governor to prevent hospitalizations from crippling the healthcare system? Are, are there things that you may have to do like considering the idea of large field hospitals again, for instance, uh, if the system continues to be overloaded? So we have been working very closely throughout the pandemic with our hospital leadership. Um, Beaumont, you know, every hospital leader has had a seat at the table. We've had an ongoing dialogue. We've gotten some help from the federal government in terms of um, enhancing our ability to meet the needs of, of community across the across the state in a variety of hospital settings. Uh, we're going to continue to do that, continue to try to get these monoclonal antibodies out there. This variant, unfortunately, doesn't respond to some of the monoclonal antibodies that are available. And so um, that's part of the, the changing um, landscape here. But certainly we're, we're trying to do everything we can to support Beaumont, but every hospital system, because they are all um, feeling the weight of this this latest surge of, of patients. Yeah. And I think yeah. we have to remember, right, that when you see these hospital beds filling up, it's largely being filled up by unvaccinated people. This is preventable. This truly is preventable. And that's why um, anyone with a platform who maybe speaks to those who are unvaccinated yet that can encourage and educate, we ask people to use it. Now is a really important time, and every one of us is at risk if our hospital systems are at breaking points like we know Beaumont is at the moment. So I also want to talk about testing, and I have to say up front, I am someone who's now in need of a of a COVID test because I was exposed to someone who tested positive. I've spent the week really trying to get into some place uh, that that I could get that done and get the results uh, pretty quickly. I've I've lived in the city of Detroit and and now they've announced that uh, they're doing a thousand tests a day at two different sites and that's in fact where I'm going to 
end up uh, getting it. But I think there's no question that we need to be able to make testing more available and more affordable in many parts of the state. Tell me what you think can be done to help achieve that. Yeah, I can tell you that, you know, at the state level, we've been shipping tests out to our local partners who, um, you know, are doing everything they can to make sure that the public has access to timely testing. It's a struggle. Um, It's a struggle nationally. And uh, we have put in more orders with the the federal government to make sure that we've got more tests coming in. We've had some success on that front, but um, this variant is just so contagious that uh, so many people need tests now. So we've gotten, we've gotten them for our, our students. We are getting them to our local departments of public health. But um, I think nationally, we, there is a shortage. And so we've done everything we can to make sure that Michigan's at the top of the list. And we've placed our orders and we've prioritized this in the budget. And we'll continue to do that. But certainly I know people are, are, are worried and stressed out and, and frustrated. And I am as well. And that's why my whole team continues to work to get more tests into Michigan. Hmm. So um, I, I also want to press you a little bit on the question of field hospitals. I mean, that was something that we did kind of try back in uh, late 2020. Uh, is that something that we're going to have to put on the table right now? I mean, should you should you be preparing to open big, uh, larger facilities to deal with the, the overflows that are coming out of the hospital systems? I can tell you that that conversation has never stopped. Um, you know, since our first experience of, of getting prepared to have one and being grateful we didn't need to utilize them in the way that we thought we might to today, that has always been a um, possibility and something that we have, have kept on the back burner. One of the issues with a field hospital is staffing. And we know that just in our traditional hospital settings, we are understaffed as it is. Um, and so that is a complicating factor I share with you as, as one part of the consideration that we're continuing to assess. But if and when that becomes clearly necessary, we will move forward with it. But mm. at this juncture, um, there are a lot of different parts of the uh, analysis that um, that are going to inform whether or not we that's something that we utilize. Yeah. Uh, Governor, I know I've got to let you go, but before I do, I really want to get you to talk just a bit about your priorities for this year other than COVID and put them in the context of the elections that uh, are, are going to happen in November. We all know it's a little harder to get things done when everybody's thinking about uh, the ballot box, but uh, what do you hope to accomplish? Well, I think at the end of last year, we really had um, a great victory in terms of a bipartisan effort to ensure that we've got economic development tools that make Michigan competitive. We showed the world we can work together and we can move quickly. That's that's great. It's turning a decades-old narrative on its head that Michigan was slow. We didn't have tools. We couldn't work together. We showed in a matter of less than two months that We could actually do all of those things. So I think we're going to have um, some great opportunities in front of us. I'll be introducing a budget soon. And as I think about how we ensure that this economic comeback is equitable and um, sustainable, 
Uh, we prioritize on education and skills, those same fundamentals, infrastructure, whether it's broadband, water, or roads and bridges, and focusing, I think, on ensuring that there's real opportunity for everyone in the state. Um, and, and talking about mental health, too, there's a really um, important aspect to our recovery that is uh, universal truth. We've all been through a lot uh, to varying degrees. We have, um, we're going to take a lot of stress with us, and we've got to address that. So there are a lot of different pieces to an equitable economic comeback that uh, you'll see reflected in the state of the state and in the budget um, that will be uh, in the next couple of weeks. And, and I'm excited, and I think the first two quarters of this year are really important for us to stay focused on that common ground for, for the state of Michigan and, and not the politics of the fall. Yeah. Okay, uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, uh, I'd also be remiss in not asking quickly uh, how your husband Mark is doing. Uh, we, we did learn that uh, he, he had tested positive for COVID earlier this week. Uh, I, I know that you continue to test negative, but I know how hard it is uh, to, to be caring for someone who, uh, who's got this, uh, this disease and, and may need uh, extra support. How is he doing? Thank you for asking. You know, Mark is doing okay. He's um, boosted, and so I think that's really um, helped alleviate some of the intensity of what he might have otherwise been experiencing. He lost his taste yesterday, but he is isolated, and um, while we have no idea how he came into contact with it and how no one else in the family seems to have have gotten it, we're Mm -hmm. grateful that we found out and we could isolate him and and that he's having a, a pretty mild experience because he's boosted. So, Hopefully others will hear that and, and go out and get their booster if they're eligible and haven't gotten it yet. Yes, yes, everyone, please go get vaccinated, go get boosted. Okay, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, thanks for joining us here on Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about defending American democracy one year after the January 6th insurrection with George Mason University scholar Sheikha Dalmia. Mm-hmm. 